How's it going, guys? And good evening. The boys are back at it again after a fun holiday week 12 of the NFL. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. What's up, guys? Welcome in. This is the ESA. We are the Illicit Sports Authority. That is Buck. I am Ben. Here to talk week 13 and some week 12. What happened? Episode 17 of the podcast for the 2023 season. But how are you doing, sir? Doing good, man. I tell you, miss having you last week. But I will say this. We have a heck of an episode today because we got a lot to talk about. Heck, there's even a name that someone was about to start possibly. That's a veteran named Joe Flacco. Possibly coming. What about Aaron Rodgers? 21-day practice windows open now. Look, we got so much to talk about. And hey, we may even talk about some coaches and some things that really need to be discussed tonight. We'll see how many 40-year-old on the backswing of their career quarterbacks we can get into the show. But uh, (laughs) we always want to start with Ben's first and 10. Missed last week, had to pile up that turkey on the plate, had to pile up some takes in this phone. And I'm ready to go. Got a lot of talk about. Couldn't even talk. Couldn't even speak on the Eagles and Chiefs game. But uh, we may have some of those teams here in this first and ten. If you're ready, Buck, I'll get started Let's here. Go, man. Number one. Sometimes in life you need a wake-up call. You know, maybe you're screwing around on the misses, right? Maybe you're slacking at work. Maybe mm. you're not pouring into your friendships the way you need to be. Mm. Maybe you're bad-mouthing someone online, okay? In any of these cases, as long as the negative actions continue to persist, the situation is going to eventually come to a head. Uh, Blank is going to hit the fan, if you know what I'm saying. It's moments like these that separate the good people, businesses, relationships from the bad, from just the mediocre the great ones learn from it. Take it on the chin and actively do their part to rectify the situation. So I'm watching this past Sunday. Four o'clock window. Las Vegas. Those pesky Raiders. Antonio Pierce, new head coach. Playing well. Give the Chiefs all they can handle. Josh Jacobs takes it to the house. 70 yards some, somewhere around there. Chiefs go down 14-0 a week after losing to the Eagles in heartbreaking fashion. And really for much of the year, looking pretty bad on offense. They receive their wake-up call at that moment. And what do they do from there on out? Outscore the Raiders 31-3. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback on the planet, puts the team on his back. And I think the Super Bowl champs are back. I don't want to hear about the anemic offense. I don't want to hear about Travis Kelsey, you know, flying to different continents in in his bye week. I don't want to hear about the receiving core. Maybe the head coach not having his best, best month of his life. When blank hits the fan, Patrick Mahomes put on his cape took off the glasses 
and save that team. And I bet, I'm willing to bet, they won't be anemic on offense any longer this year. I'm willing to bet they're going to start blowing teams out and looking like the dynasty that they are, number two. Well, what do you know? The Steelers fire their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and they finally outgained an opponent for the first time this year, go into Cincinnati, dominate a decent Bengals defense. Uh, If only they can get their wide receiver room to act right, Uh, whether it's George Pickens or Antonio Brown a couple years ago. Now it's Deontay Johnson just with the one of the worst first halves I've ever seen runs backwards on a play drops one in the end zone watches a fly fumble right in front of him doesn't doesn't even make a motion toward the ball or the player that grabbed it and almost scored we can even go back to Plexico Burris Heinz Ward some of those uh some of those mishaps at wide receiver can they get their wide receiver room to get with the program and and buy into the Steeler way because the rest of the team for these last couple of decades has and it seems like the wide receivers are always kind of going sideways in this organization but nevertheless Matt Canada is gone the offense looks much better still need to score some points right uh move the ball much better but did not put in the end zone one touchdown three field goals is not going to get it done against most teams but it is a step in the right direction for the Steelers maybe better days ahead are ahead for Pickett and that offense number three Someone has to win the NFC South. Someone has to. And right now, it's Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke and the Atlanta Falcons that are in the driver's seat. Look, I don't really like anything about this team except their running game at times and the back end of their defense, maybe. Those are the the two things I like about the team. But to be fair, I don't really like anything about any of the teams in this division. Uh, so might as well just give it to the team with the best record, which is what they're going to do anyway. But, man, I think Atlanta is going to win this division probably around eight wins. Um, just a lot of bad football being played in the NFC South and has been for a couple years now. One coach is already fired. I believe at least two, maybe three more in that division are on the hot seats. Um <laughs> Could be yeah. a coaching carousel all throughout the NFC South, but right now the Falcons have the commanding lead at a game and a half. Number four. I said it before the season. Honestly, I think Bill Belichick is trying to purposely sabotage the New England organization. And my belief of that is as strong as ever after this past week. Look, they have two wins currently have the second overall pick all of his coaching staff is his family or former players okay so when he leaves if the rumors are true all of the coaches are going with him okay he's going to leave this organization without a coach without a quarterback or any development thereafter of a quarterback and and the worst roster in professional sports I mean, one of the worst in all of sports. Definitely the worst in the NFL. He is, this is not how he operated for the majority of his tenure in New England. You could talk about Brady, and I get Brady was a big part of it, but Belichick wasn't making decisions like this. 
when Brady was there. It wasn't Brady was winning despite of Belichick. Belichick was making different decisions. He was coaching differently. He is purposely trying to blow up the organization. And I don't know what the beef is. Maybe he feels slighted at how it ended with Brady. Maybe he feels slighted at how Robert Kraft chose Brady over Garoppolo in 2016. Not really sure what the case is, but I have said it before and I believe it as strongly as ever today. He's doing this on purpose. And uh, he's not going to be around much longer to clean up the mess if the rumors are true. Number five. Let's give a little praise to Jordan Love. He goes into Ford Field, Thanksgiving, Red Hot Lions, and thoroughly dominates Jared Goff for three hours. Obviously, he's had his fair share of critics and doubters, and for good reason. But as the season has progressed, he's looked more and more comfortable. And some of these quarterbacks obviously need time. He obviously needed time. But the fact that he has an offensive coach is a big reason why he is able to progress this way. Why he's not stymied in the middle of the season. Why he doesn't hit a roadblock and can't move forward like Kenny Pickett, per se, with a defensive coach. Yeah, the Steelers have a much better record than the Packers, but if you ask me who's progressing more as a quarterback, I'm going Jordan Love over Pickett all day long. And that is largely due to the fact of the offensive coaching scheme. We'll get to more of that later. Number six, Frank Wright fired 11 games in the season, which makes back-to-back terminations for the former Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. I said I thought he was ousted prematurely in uh, Indy. But it's looking like I was wrong on that. And it's looking like he's just not a very good coach and not at the level he needs to be at to be a coach in the National Football League. Look, with that being said, the Panthers are a mess from top to bottom. One of the themes of this podcast, but if you have bad ownership, nothing under it can survive or thrive or be a success, right? Definitely true. So we can blame Frank Reich, and, and we're going to, right? He deserves a good bit of it. But if you want me to get percentages of the blame around here, I'm going to go 60% David Tepper, owner, 30% Frank Reich. I'm only giving 10% to Bryce Young. He's a little small, not as athletic as we maybe thought, but I can't give him more than 10% of the blame. He has no one to throw to. No one to block for him. No one to run the ball. Nothing to work with on the defensive side of the ball. No, you know, competent coaches, it seems. Now the special teams coordinators firing the running backs coach. Uh, What a mess. What a mess for that team. Um, And, you know, now David Tepper is, is, you know, he just conducted an interview. He said, we wanted, I wanted C.J. Stroud. But the coaching staff and general manager wanted Bryce Young, so he went that way. I mean, just what a slimy, slimy ownership <laughs> model that is. Uh, not only are you throwing under, you're throwing everyone but yourself under the bus, but you also look incompetent and not in charge. Because if you really want to see this Shroud, why didn't you make that call? You're the owner, right? So not only do you look slimy, 
you look like you're throwing everyone else under the bus and, and giving blame to everyone but yourself. But you also look out of power. That's not a good look. Uh, what a mess in Carolina. What a mess. Number seven. Aaron Rodgers back at practice today for the first time in just 11 weeks after surgery to, to repair his torn Achilles. There's speculation. Some parts, some corners of the internet have speculated he lied about this injury uh, to, to, or the severity of it at least, uh, to come out smelling like roses and looking like a superhero for uh, getting back so quickly. I don't know if I believe that, but I'm just going to say I don't like this at all for Rodgers. I feel like he's rushing back. If the injury is legitimate, he's rushing back. Sure, you want to play football. I get it. You're a competitor. That's great. The offensive line is trash. Um, you're going to get hurt again if you step on the field, most likely. You're not going to have full mobility. And you you can't, you can't started the year as a 40-year-old with limited mobility anyway. Listen, don't get back on the field this year. It will do the team nothing. It will do you nothing. There are no positives to gain from getting back on the field this year. This is a bad roster, a bad football team. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers coming off major injury quickly at 40 years old isn't going to save it. I promise you that. Aaron, for your sake, dude, stay off the field. You can throw at practice if you want. I wouldn't do any more of that until the off season. Number eight, Jalen Hurts, the premier leader in all the professional sports, leads another double-digit second-half comeback in the Eagles' win against the Buffalo Bills in a 37-34 classic in Philadelphia. Look, I don't want to hear about the penalties. The Eagles made the plays when the Bills did not. They made a field goal, a 59-yard field goal in the pouring rain hurricane. Buffalo missed two field goals. Josh Allen had an interception late in the game. Buffalo had some drops. He had a miscommunication in the overtime. Okay? As clutch as Jalen Hurts is, Josh Allen is simply the opposite. And as talented as he looks, for large stretches of games and seasons, he's unable to close out big games and big moments. And it's going to cost a lot of people their jobs in Buffalo. Number nine. How about them Broncos? Reeling off five straight wins, looking competent on both sides of the ball for the last month and a half. Listen, I said Sean Payton would figure it out. He just needed a little time. I said Russell Wilson wasn't cooked. In fact, I said he'd get back in the kitchen and start cooking himself, which he has. 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. Best TD to interception ratio in the, in the league, in the whole league. We're approaching MVP level Russ type numbers. No, I'm not making a case for that to happen. He's not the MVP. Nor am I saying the Broncos are that good of a team. But I am saying that this coach and this player are two of the best at their respective positions in the last couple of decades. And they just needed some time to jump. Produce solid results. And honestly, this isn't a good roster. So the fact that they're over 500 right now, especially with that type of a start, you need to start giving some credit to Russ and Sean Payton. Number 10. Brandon Staley with another abysmal performance on Sunday Night Football. Chargers lose at home to the Ravens, drop to 4-7 and seven on the season. Their season is done. So, 
you might as well get rid of him. You should have got rid of him a month ago, but might as well do it now. What are you waiting for? Give Kellen Moore a chance. See what he can do. But what are some other coaches that teams need to get rid of right now? How about Riverboat Ron? Ron Rivera. That's what he used to be called. I wouldn't trust him on a paddleboard these days. Um, just, just incompetent as they come in Washington. Matt Eberflus. Yeah, Bears squeaked out a win. You need to go, buddy. Dennis Allen of the Saints, uh, who I had as the number two seed before this season started. It's looking like they're going to miss the playoffs entirely. Um, he needs to get out of there. Derek Carr, too. He can go. Todd Bowles, who has been a mediocre or below coach for his whole coaching career. Uh, <laughs> it's probably about time he gets out of Tampa as well. Um, Sean McDermott. Now, I'd let him finish the season out, but he's also got to go. Mm-hmm. He's also got to go. I'd let him at least finish it out. Those other guys, I wouldn't even let finish out. Noticing a trend? You guys notice the trend? Those are all defensive coaches. All of them, defensive coaches. Uh, the one offensive coach I would have had on this list was Frank Reich. Um, and he definitely needed to be fired, and the Panthers got smart and canned him before I can even record this. So now if they can only get rid of their pesky owner, all would be well in Carolina. But uh, getting rid of the coach may be a small start. That is Ben's first and ten. Well, there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> um, look, <clears throat> the coaches, I, I agree with every one of those coaches being gone. Todd Bowles is number one on my list. I said this even before, um, you know, Brady days. Uh, he has no emotion on the sideline. I don't like that as a coach. You know, seeing it, you know, as a fan of the game, watching a coach. You know, I like to see a little bit of an emotion, not to sit there and kind of have his little grin and little face. Look, yeah, that may not mean a whole heck of a lot to anybody, but I just like to see. I think the players can engage with that kind of a thing. Um, Brandon Staley, I have no idea what kind of dirt he has on who, but daggum, he should have been fired a long time ago. Um, I don't know what the world's going on there. Look, let's talk about your Jordan Love. Um, I'm really glad you brought this up. And the reason why is because I looked at some stats. Okay. First 12 starts, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers pretty much identical. Pretty much identical. And I'm not saying they hit the jackpot again. No, I'm not saying that. But they both had the 5-7 record. Around 90% um, QB rating. Completions around 60%. Interceptions round at 10. 20 passing touchdowns apiece. And twenty more than 2,800 yards passing. That is... Look, people are already able to jump off the boat with him. He's still learning. Yeah, he was behind him. Yeah, he should have, you know, people just put this expectation that he was possibly going to be clicking immediately. Look, a lot of things with this team. Aaron Jones is getting hurt. That's pretty much your security there. You can dump him off to him. Him being hurt much of this year, that is a big impact. Look, I'm not saying he's the next star for the Packers. 
But there's a lot of a lot more worse options for quarterback out there. He at least looks serviceable, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's not tripping over his feet like Zach Wilson has. <laughs> but the Chiefs, I do agree with you. I think Rock, um, Rice, I think that he's really going to keep developing as the number two guy. Of course, Kelsey, you know, he's the right. number one. I mean, he looks good. He right? looks Rice, good. Rice looks good. And I tell you, Pacheco. He needs the ball in his hands. That kid can make a heck of a difference for that team. Defense, you know, there's no argument with defense. Their defense is a coordinator. He's calling good plays, man. He's doing really good. This team is built to make that run for a championship. I agree. Now, can they keep the momentum going? Can they keep things going? I, Like you said, Mahomes put the cape on. He really did. He does do that. Um, Andy Reid is a heck of a coach, and that's why he is the best coach of all time. And no one needs to go off of that. But <clears throat> right there, man, that's those. That was a lot, man. That was a heck of a lot of information. There. <laughs> I tell, I, I tell, I, I, I am shocked. I, I even when you brought the Panthers, I had to take another darn shot. Oh, daggone, this whiskey. Because Ooh, you really got me going there. Because really, we're about to talk about the Panthers in a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, there might be some anger coming out. There's been plenty of anger already in Charlotte. Um, listen, I don't I don't want my coaches to have a lot of emotion on the sideline. I'm I'm opposite of you. I, want, I like the calm demeanor. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. I don't really want to see a change in expression. I don't want to see a college-style head coach in the NFL. That's not what I want. And that's one of my least favorite things about Sirianni. But, you know. What he, a great coach he is. He wins. He wins, so I can't get too mad at it. But uh, I don't like the emotion on the sleeve. I'm not a huge fan of it. I want to see cool con collected. Keep your cards at bay. Don't show all your cards. I mean, there's time and a place for everything. I mean, but I'm not talking about jump up and down. Maybe McDaniel, you know, maybe he's a little bit obsessive on what he does and how he does things. But, you know, just don't just stand there. I mean, Andy Reid just stands there. I mean, I understand. I, I get it, but he's also a better coach all around. He, he does give some emotion. Look, I've I, never seen Todd Bowles ever give any kind of emotion in his entire coaching career. Listen, I think I think it's you know time for them to part ways with each other. But, but I'm not you know, I'm not arguing that. But I'm just I'm just wondering what do you want him to do on the side? Do you want him to do jumping jacks? No. I mean, I want him to be engaged with the game. He's in, I mean, he's engaged. I don't think he does anything. He's a professional coach. He's engaged. I think he just stands there. I, <laughs> okay, that's a different argument for a different day. I think we both agree it's, it's time for them to part ways. It's time to fire them all. Yeah, I'm not an advocate for people losing their jobs, but I just think in I, this type of situation. If you got million dollars going to your bank, I don't feel bad about it one bit. I'm sorry I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, I don't care what people make. It's it's the same if someone loses their job making $7 an hour. If you or don't perform your job right, then you don't need that Sure, job. sure. And sure. none of them perform their job right. I, well, I agree with that, but I'm saying I don't care about how much they make. That has no bearing on how I feel about it. Zero bearing. I don't feel bad for. I don't feel worse for you or better for you because you make more or less money. That's not how I operate. Well, maybe they'll hire you. 
Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm qualified, but I'll put my name you in You don't do anything ring. better for the Panthers than what they already have. Well, <laughs> again, that ownership, that, that, that pesky ownership, that's the big problem. So yeah, he, I'm not I'm not working for that owner. Let me tell you that. Yeah, he. Yeah, he, I don't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. Let's go three and out with the practice squad. But what you got? First down, second down, a third down. Let's get a drive going here. Well, let's just go ahead and talk about the Panthers. I mean, might as well. I mean, that's the hottest topic there is. Who is to blame? And, you know, I know you already talked about yeah. this, right, Tepper, Young, and you talk about your percentages. But how can the Panthers really write this ship with a young quarterback? It's, I mean, the immediate answer that I have is it's not going to be quick. They it's, have their draft capital. They don't have their first-round pick next year, and they gave away D.J. Moore. They gave away both of those assets. Chris McCaffrey, too. Well, that's a different, whole different thing. But they gave both of those assets to get a 5'10", 160-pound quarterback. And, and, and I know you're not a defensive coach person, but what about Steve Wilkes? They got rid of him. I mean, I'm not saying that he was the greatest thing. Agreed. But, but I think that he would have been a decent head coach. I agree. He should have got a shot. He should have at least gotten a shot. I mean, it couldn't have been this bad. No. And, and that would have been an off-season with him after finishing last year. Look. When your owner credits himself for bringing in concerts and soccer to a city and not doing anything about his football team, he's lost his damn mind. Yeah, what a what a mess this really is. Because you you were in the Super Super Bowl Fifty, you were a part of Super Bowl Fifty, but since then it has been a precipitous drop downhill. Um, Losing record by a long. About a lot. Sure. Let's remember, why is David Tepper the owner? He bought in, what, five years ago or so? Who was the owner before him? Jerry Richardson, who had allegation of sexual misconduct and all the other stuff going on in that front office, um, which is why he was forced to sell the team, essentially. So it's been a mess with multiple different ownership groups for a long time, ever since that Super Bowl appearance, which, which they got handled pretty mightily in that one as well. And, you know, right, yeah, he's fired back-to-back seasons. That's a bad look. Look, and you, for Young, I don't put the blame. Yeah, he's small. And you can blame that on that. You can't really. Because you watch the way they play. They're throwing it they're on third down or fourth down, trying to go win this game or trying to go score some points or do anything. They don't. It's all a bunch of crap. They're throwing it side to side. They're throwing it. They're not throwing it down the field. Right. And he's he's definitely doesn't have read. I mean, not a number of reads in each. I mean, in each play. You got Thielen. That's, that's the only he get, guy. He gets one read, and if the read's not there, he gets sacked because the offensive line can't hold up anybody. So yeah, I mean, and you got one guy you can throw to. Yeah, it's not an efficient offense. Miles Sanders has been an absolute bust of a free agent signing. Um, I mean, this is yeah, it's bad. To me, I think for them to go move forward, they need a good offensive-minded coach. Their mm-hmm. owner needs to shut his mouth and sit in the back and don't say nothing. Sure, but how are you going to – I mean, he owns – he's the owner. How yeah, are you going to tell him that? Well, exactly. I mean, how do you? But that's the best thing for the Panthers. 
Young is not at fault here. No. And he, people he, needs to stop trying to put the blame on his height because that is not the issue here. The issue is he has nothing to go by to help him and nobody to help him develop as a quarterback in the National Football League. Well, you're putting. You know, I wouldn't blame him. I'm not blaming him for his height. He can't control no. that. But I am blaming the Panthers for trading away everything to go after this guy yeah, who's not a prototypical body type for this league. Tepper. Uh, sure. Well, <laughs> and of course it was Tepper, but now Tepper's saying he wanted C.J. Stroud. He going back. Of course, twenty twenty uh, hindsight twenty twenty. Of course. So he he. And also, I don't know if I believe anything he says. He uh, don't. He and they cut the presser off too. You know, you talk for thirteen or fourteen minutes. That's not enough to talk to the public and to give the respect to your fans. Look, dude, do better. Come come on, like. Be a better person. That is, yeah. You you don't go to work for somebody that treats you like crap and treats the fans like crap. So like, he's treating his customers like crap. I mean, going from Jerry Richardson to David Tepper, that's just. I feel bad for the Panthers. Yeah, I feel bad for the organization and for their fans. That is just uh, going from a terrible owner to a terrible owner. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's just not really fair for for the fans. So uh, much like the Panthers' offense, first down went backwards. So let's uh, let's get to second down. What do we got? Are the Cowboys overrated? Yes, they are. They yeah. they have been for thirty years. They yes, they beat good. They beat, sorry, they beat bad teams, especially when they're playing at home. They thoroughly dominated the Giants. Thoroughly dominated the Panthers. They've beaten. The Commanders, I mean, they've played bad teams most of this year and have won. And the two times they've played good teams, they lost. I'm just saying over 500. Now, the the over 500 teams were were both good. But let's see how they do against the Seahawks, who are over 500. They probably could win. They're favored heavily in that game. Um, Seahawks are not as good as what they were. No, they're not. They're, They're not. And the Cowboys, you know, can make plays in certain moments. Dak probably getting a lot of MVP consideration right now. Um, But, yes, they're overrated. Yes, of course they are. We have seen how they act in crisis. We have seen in pressure moments what happens time and time again. So until they show me differently... There is nothing I can do but say they're overrated because they continue to be talked about like they're a dynasty when they haven't won anything in three full decades. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, they've beaten the Giants, Washington, Patriots, Jets, Panthers, Rams, and Chargers. Sure, yeah. And awesome. and we got a Panthers fired their coach. Chargers should have fired their coach. The Washington fired he's going to be firing our coach at the end of the year it looks like the Giants what a heck of a debacle that is the Jets they lost Aaron Rodgers they have a defense but still the Rams they're not the Rams like they were they lost to the Eagles 49ers and Buccaneers uh not Buccaneers um Cardinals yeah that's right Cardinals but 
the Eagles and 49ers, when they went to go play them, they didn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say the Eagles game was somewhat, but they're, they did not go out there and go out there and beat them like they've beaten these other well, teams. So they're not really coming out there and actually competing in every single facet of the game to win these games. They got dominated by the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers, they got blown. But and but, yeah. blown out. But they but for the for the Eagles, they're never going to dominate or get dominated by the Eagles. These are close games always. Eagles mm-hmm. Cowboys always. Yeah. So you can, I, I can't And they always will lose one or win one each right. one of them. And, right. and, and that's fine. But they I'm I'm tired of hearing about Dak Prescott being so good. Well, I mean I mean yes, a, a month ago they were talking about how bad he is. So and like people need to make up their mind and just realize what he is. He's a he's an inconsistent starting quarterback that at his peak has hugely hot stretches, typically against pretty bad teams, and at his floor is very bad in in pressure moments. That's what he is. I have something for you. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. Everybody listen here. Okay. I, I'll tell you something. If Dak Prescott and the Cowboys goes to the Super Bowl and win, I will go to the Salvation Army and buy me a Dak Prescott jersey. <laughs> you mean the one you just sold to them a couple months ago? No, I didn't sell nothing to them. Yeah. People were giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, and like I always say, Dak Prescott is a good person. I think that he's... He's, he's a good representation of the thing. And I think he's a good, serviceable quarterback. I don't see him bringing this team. Their defense has been winning this with Bland on there. What, he got six pick sixes or whatever it is now? Like, the dude's pretty much carried Sure, the, I mean, whatever. And, I don't care about that. Look, they had to prove something. They had to win against good teams. They got a few coming up. Let's see what they do. Sure. let's. I mean, they'll make the playoffs. Most likely as a five or six seed. Uh, they may win a game and then they'll lose in the second round. That, I mean, that's how it's going to go. That's how it's been going since I've been alive. Why would it change? Same owner, same results. So, uh, much like their offense, we got a good gain on second down, but it wasn't quite enough. What about third down? What has happened to the Patriots? You know, what needs to be done to get this team restored is built to blame. Well, yes, Bill's to blame because he's purposely sabotaging them. So, yes, I would say he's to blame because he's doing it on purpose. And I agree with you saying about he's sabotaging. I, it's obvious. I mean, they missed that field goal. That field goal was an easy chip I'm not shot. saying the kicker purposely missed the field goal. I, I'm not saying he – I'm not saying – I say it. I'm not I say- don't say he it did or I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying during – I'm not saying during the game – they're trying to lose actively. I don't know. Or, or, or tr- like, or trying to throw games. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the decision making in the offseason, the drafting, the free ag- free agent signings, the way the coaching hires, all, all of those things. Change your quarterback ten times in a game. Yeah. You so yeah. I didn't even mention this. And I want to mention this. So you you bench Mac Jones for for Bailey Zappi in the final drive. In Germany against the Colts, then you go into the bye. Perfect time to give Bailey Zappi all the reps. Give him. I don't think he'd give be that him bad. a vote of confidence. Say it to the media. We're gonna go with Bailey. So he has some damn confidence to lead a team. 
But instead, you won't tell anyone what you're doing. You don't even know what you're doing. And now neither team, neither quarterback knows who's starting. Mac Jones seems like a shot fighter. Bailey Zappi seems like his, everyone's confidence is low because Bill Belichick is doing it to them the way he's coaching. And is Bill to blame? Yes. Now, I will say this, and i tell you why. It's not just the sabotaging. It's, he has not revolved around this game. Andy Reid has. Coaches like that has revolved around this game. He has not revolved around this game. Be honest with you, I would not hire Bill Belichick as a head coach anywhere. No, I wouldn't hire any defensive 75-year-old. No, I wouldn't do that either. I think he's 71. Yeah, sure. sure. Andy Reid's, I think, 65. He's offensive guy also. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you, Andy Reid allows his players to be creative. You won't have Bill Belichick do that. No. Bill Belichick also, you know, just he just does not revolve. I mean, he just sits there and just – I I mean, I'm not saying people make mistakes, but it's like his press conference, he called Dagum – Charger San Diego. Like, do you do you not like come on? Like you've been looking at a piece of paper probably all day or talking about the Chargers. Right. Like, no, I'm not saying people make mistakes, but come on. Like, you need to come out here and say Zappy is my guy. Let's go behind him with that bye week. Well he did not well, not only did he not do that, but did he didn't even start him. And then you take Jones out again midway through this game. They haven't been relevant anyway since 2019. When, of course, that was Brady last season. Sure. They've had, what, one year, I think 10 to 7. But, look, that didn't make – they lost the wild card in both of those years. Look, they haven't been relevant. I'm telling you right now, Bill Belichick has got to go. They need to bring in somebody in this organization to help restore it because this is a good – the Patriots, when they're good, that helps the product on TV. I guess so. Um, I mean, sure. And, and they're, they're not America's team. Not like the Cowboys, because Cowboys back in the day, they were like the only thing on television that, that the TV wanted to have. But look, this team right here, because of what it was with Brady and Bill Belichick in the prime, that brought a lot of popularity there. I really like to see them get somebody good and come in there and turn this thing around. Get rid of Mac Jones. Get rid of the whole staff. Hopefully Kraft will grow some and actually will do this for their fans. Yeah. Uh, Kraft isn't... You know, We talk about David Tepper. We talk about Jerry Jones. I think Kraft's a good owner I for the most part. Um, it is time for Belichick to go. Looks like he is going. Um, but... Sure, it is it's his fault, but who are you bringing in that's going to fix this? I mean, it's a bad, just just almost as bad. It's not quite as bad as Carolina. The Patriots right now, the number two overall pick, should grab a quarterback, should get an offensive coach, a, a you know progressive coach. Um, you could make some changes quick with just those two moves, and you know, those are very doable moves. But you got to get some damn skill players in that offense and, and on that roster. Uh, there is no receivers on the roster right now that are, are worth anything, to, in my opinion. Um, you have Hunter Henry at tight end, who's decent. The line is a mess. Defensively, they, you know, they're 
bring in J.C. Jackson a couple weeks ago after the Chargers got rid of him, and he's already off the team. You get rid of your other corner a week later. I mean, what are we doing? You know, and his sons are the coaches, are the assistant coaches. His former players round out the rest of the coaching staff. It's just a weird dynamic in and it worked. It all worked. Their defense Brady. is still decent. I'm not. I'm not going to discredit their okay, defense. But you they're, know, they're, they're okay. I mean, it all worked with Brady, and it, it also wasn't this bad with Brady. Like the decisions were a little different, but it all worked. And now we're seeing how great Brady really was because none of it's working. Uh, but I do believe Belichick is doing a lot of this on purpose. I do. And that about wraps it up. Another series ending in a punt. Damn. Ending in a punt. Three and out with the practice squad. At least squad. we didn't trip over our feet. <laughs> There's always next week, my friend. Let's get to our top five. Buck, after week 12, we are two-thirds of the way through the season. Who do you got five through one, best five in football? I tell you. My, tell you my four and fives has been really I, I don't know what's been going on they've been falling in and out and everything but I'm going to go ahead and right here I'm going to tell you this team right here needs to quit trying to like okay we're so great no this is not college football committee for the you know national championship you know you need to strengthen the schedule and everything you need to go out here but you still need to go out and win games that are meaningful Cowboys are my number five now I tell you I know I've been talking a lot of crap about them their defense is pretty dang good. I really love their defense. I do feel this Cowboys team is a little bit different than usual. And i tell you why. Because they have an extra piece there. And I know you may not agree with this, but I do like Brandon Cooks. There's another weapon there. They still got Gallup, Corsini, Lamb. I don't like Pollard really as their running back. I don't think it fits him being the workhorse guy there. But I do like them here. Also, too, this is possibly me putting them in there to sabotage them and they lose this week. There could be an off chance for that. But they're playing the Seahawks. I do think this game will be more competitive. I do think the Seahawks possibly could cover this game as well. But I will say, Cowboys prove that you are the top within that top five. You are the top, you know, the fifth team there. Chiefs are my number four. They got the Packers next. I do think this game is going to be actually a pretty good game. I don't think this is going to be a, a game that you see the Chiefs go out and blow the Packers out. I do like this game for the Chiefs to win. But you go out here and you're going to see Kelsey, Rice, Pacheco. This offense is going to click good this week. Ravens, number three, they're on a bye. Um, man, look at them, man. They're they're pretty sound all the way around this team. Their defense, their offense, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, played four quarters. This team can really do good. I think they can put keep their foot on the gas. I love this team. 49ers, they played the Mighty Eagles this week. 49ers are my number two. There's no reason for them not to be my number two. They got all the weapons. They got it, man. Their depth, everything. Number one is the Eagles. 
It doesn't matter about the Eagles if they go and they're behind. It doesn't matter if they go in and they get their they get punched in the face. It doesn't matter. They come right back. They have the MVP as their quarterback. I don't care what Mahomes is. I don't care what Mahomes has done. The past is the past. I don't care what Dak Prescott's done against garbage teams. Hurts is the MVP. The end. It doesn't matter. He's been messing with a bad knee. Doing what he does. Scored two touchdowns this past game running with a bad knee. Look, let me tell you something. This guy right here is going to be around for a long time. And he's going to be sending them to the deep in the playoffs for several years to come. Weapons all around. You're about to get Goddard back. Or defense. Man, you might even go get Leonard. What would that do? Look, I don't even care. Eagles, number one, by a good bit, in my opinion. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the passion. I like the passion. I'm going to get to my... You're getting me about that uh, Eagles. Kind of, hey, I hear you, man. I'll get to the top five here. <laughs> uh, number five for me, and I was, I was going between three different teams, okay? Now, two of these teams have beaten a fair amount of bad teams, not really any good teams, and uh, haven't showed me that they can produce in clutch moments, two of those teams. And the third team, the team I ended up choosing for my top five, number five, uh, is a running football team, good in the trenches, plays indoors, and has a veteran quarterback. I'm going to go Detroit Lions at number five. Coming off a loss, I don't care about it. I don't care about it. Look for them to roll this this next game. Um, they're number five. They're, they can run the ball. They can pass the ball. If you're playing, at, if they win the division, you got, got to go to Ford Field. Um, they have the home field advantage. They have the crowd. Two legitimate number one running backs. Top ten receiver, top ten quarterback. This is a, a you know a solid pieces on the defense. Aiden Hutchinson, great pass rusher. This is a good roster, to even great roster. Uh, they fight for their coach, and while the Cowboys and the Dolphins just missed the top five, because I'm not sold on their ability to win against good teams. I'm not necessarily sold on that for Detroit either, but give me the team that has the good players in the trenches, can run the football in January, uh, can can hold the ball and, and pound the clock, and has a coach that uh, the team loves. I'm going to go with that team at number five over the offensive juggernauts, Cowboys and uh, Dolphins, without much substance. Number four is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I almost dropped them even further than this. I didn't like the way they played against Herbert and the Chargers. Should have been a blown out, a blowout. Um, but something about the Ravens, they they kind of played down to the competition a little bit. Lamar has played, has had a good year, played very well for much of the year, and they're winning games. But 
you always feel like the Ravens are you know, have that potential. Even even when they were up two scores against the Chargers, you felt mm-hmm. like they had a potential to lose that game. They're just not as crisp as my top three teams. Number three is the 49ers for me. Uh sorry, I'm just I'm sorry when you have Mahomes and Hurts. I can't put Brock Purdy ahead of either one of those in my pecking order. Sorry. Um and I think we'll see we'll see this weekend why I can't put that. But that's a, a topic for a different time. Stacked roster, healthy, maybe maybe the best roster in the NFL when healthy. But questions at quarterback for me still, man. I, I know he played a great game on Thanksgiving. I understand. I get it. He did. He played phenomenal on Thanksgiving. I will not put him above Mahomes and Hurts, especially when the Chiefs have the same record as the 49ers and are the same seed as the 49ers in their conference. So number two is the Chiefs. Listen, Mahomes put on the cape, put the team on his back, said, it's time for me to stop messing around with these fools. It's time for me to go into MVP mode for here from here on out for the remainder of the season. I think that's what happened against Las Vegas. I don't think they look back. I think they they roll off six more wins to finish out the year uh, and get that one seed in the AFC. And, and, and the playoffs are going to go through Arrowhead like they have for the last half decade. Um, that's what I think, and that's because they have the perennial best quarterback on the planet, on their team. But they can't be number one because even though he may be the best quarterback on the planet, we have the best leader in all of professional sports. That's Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. And there is never a point when I'm watching the Eagles down 10 at half, down a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, down three in overtime. There's never a point when I watch when I'm watching the Eagles and I think we're not going to win this game. There's never a point, and that is entirely because of Jalen Hurts. And until he shows me differently, that is the best team in football. Maybe not the best roster, but definitely a top three roster, and uh, a, you know one of the better up and coming young coaches in the sport. And of course, as I've said multiple times already today, the premier leader in all of professional sports, Jalen Hurts. Love that guy. The fresh prince himself 30 years later. <laughs> what a match Philadelphia has found with this guy. They are the number one team. Told you. That's my top five. Well, you know, we were, I already gave you your flowers. You already had your victory lap on that. You told me. So what? I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Glad I was wrong. I was wrong on Rager, so I'll give you that. You were definitely <laughs> wrong on Rager. So was Howie Roseman. Anyway, let's get into some money-making activities. We're going to go with uh, prize picks. I'm going to do my pick six, and then we're going to finish off the show with Bucks bets. Let's get into prize picks. Pick six. This is what I got for week 13. Got a number of picks from... Thursday night's game, Cowboys going, I'm sorry, Seahawks going into Dallas to play the Cowboys. Let's start with Dak Prescott. More than 283 and a half pass yards versus Seattle. Bad, bad pass defense. Dak's been lighting it up. He's going to continue to light it up, I think. Um, we're going to pair that right with CeeDee Lamb, more than 84 and a half receiving yards against Seattle. I don't think anyone, and he's had two, you know, subpar games back to back. I think CD goes off on Thursday night. 
Thursday night games, you don't install much of the game plan on Thursday nights as much as normal. What you do is you rely on your best players and keep throwing them the ball. So CD's gonna get his, I would imagine. One more pick from that game. Let's go Zach Charbonnet and Jake Ferguson. More than 0.5 pass rush receiving touchdown combo. Charbonnet is starting. No Kenneth Walker looks like. So he could get a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown. Even if he doesn't, Dak's been loving Jake Ferguson in the red zone. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those two guys getting a Love touchdown it. for sure. Jalen Hurts, more than 0.5 rush touchdowns. Until this doesn't work, you might as well plug it in. If the Eagles are playing, a good rule of thumb is Jalen Hurts is going to score a rushing touchdown. So we're going to plug that one right in and keep rolling. From the same game, I'm going to know Chris, Christian McCaffrey more than a .5 rush touchdowns. I agree with him. Um, because McCaffrey scores a touchdown each game. He plays as well. Normally, it's a rush touchdown. Every now and then it's receiving, and that, will, that won't help you in this case. But I think it's I think um, McCaffrey getting a rush touchdown in this one is uh, definitely definitely a probable thing uh, if the 49ers want any chance you know to stay in the game which they'll be in the game of course but uh, McCaffrey's going to be a big part of why and my my last pick here we're going to go Zach Moss more than 75 and a half rush yards at Tennessee Tennessee bad bad mm -hmm. rush defense Zach Moss getting the start uh in the starts he's had earlier in this year he's played really well um he stepped in nice for Jonathan Taylor with, with contract stuff and then the hammy or, or whatever whatever it was, the quad to start the year on on injured reserve. Big run on capabilities. That he has. Yeah, he, he pop off a long run. Uh, 75 and a half, you know, the Colts are going to run the ball early and often, I think, in this one. Tennessee is good against the pass, not great against the run. And, of course, a divisional game. Uh, no Jonathan Taylor. I like Zach Moss to uh, go well over, over 100 in this one. That's my pick six. I like that, man. I, I'll go ahead and throw off some prospects as well yeah, before I get to the, the money line stuff. And see everything. what you got. I like Jason Myers over one and a half field goals tomorrow. He's averaging two and a half of, you know, in the last five. Hit, hit this every time except for four times this year. I really like him there. They're going to have to put up some points. They're going to have to kick some field goals. I can see situations right before half or whatever. Them having to almost nickel and dive their way in right. to, to getting these points to, yep. to stay competitive in this game. And I can see in Big Carroll, I can see where he wants to go with the points to try to keep this game close enough to the fourth quarter. Then we'll see what happens. Apparently, Gino's fully healthy also. Yep. Kicking points, I do like at six. Um, Sportsbooks has it at five and a half at minus 146 odds so that tells me that the public likes the six um kicking points so if you don't want to take the one and a half field goals you can also go to kicking points right which will count for touchdown extra points as well yeah so right. i do like this i do like the six there well my th my thing is that seahawks are not scoring a lot of touchdowns against the cowboys i don't see that happening so if he's gonna get six it's probably gonna be with two field goals anyway so that's kind of my thought on it. So I, I kind of like it being a safety net in a way. Sure. Um, when I get down to the money line stuff, this is going to be a quick, simple thing. Dolphins money line against the Commanders. Commanders in all areas of their defense is not good. They're going to like these. They're going to light this team up. Lions minus four and a half at the Saints. I love this. 
They're gonna go and roll them. Yeah, I think it's. I think they're gonna. They're gonna roll pulverize them. the Saints. I think so. Yes. So that right there alone is plus one thirty-two. That's plus money already for two games. That's pretty much locks, in my opinion. Now I will tell you, if you want to throw in a Kelsey TD, that's not that's not on somebody's books right now, but I would imagine it'd be around minus one ten or something. If you want to throw in, maybe you're if you like an Eckler, if you like that, or a Christian McCaffrey, you want to throw in one of those or whatever you like for a touchdown prop. You want to throw it into that parlay with those two. You can go into plus three hundred immediately in odds. That's your choice. Do what you want. But that right there, I think that's a good start to build right there for your parlays this week. And that's my Bucks bets. Beautiful. Loving the Lions against the Saints this week. Loving it. I think they do blow the doors off uh, New Orleans. Um, after a loss on Thanksgiving, not happy. Two back-to-back, actually bad games. Yes. Golf yeah. has not been playing. They're going to get this thing they're, rolling. They're going to roll the Saints, in my opinion. And then... It's in a dome yeah. arena, and too. The, so. And then the Dolphins, are they at home, the Dolphins? They're at the Commanders. They're at the Commanders, okay. E- even still. It doesn't uh, matter. Even still, it's going to be – I think it's going to be – it might be a high-scoring game. I think Commanders put up some points on the Dolphins there. Well, it's, I'll tell you what. How is he, – he's a gunslinger. And I'll tell you, they're going to throw that ball. And you may end up liking – I haven't looked at it, but you may like the pass attempts for him. Sure. And he's been – 40, 50 dragon pass attempts all year long. Sure. So yeah, and he, he's going to need to stay with this high octane offense. I I, I kind of like that too. Yeah. The only thing I can see with the Commanders is they may run it more um, to slow down Miami's offense. But why would they do that? And, and then, at this point in the year, why would they do that? And, and there's nothing really to talk. I mean, you know, if you if you want to play DFS and everything, these are all good things to go by. What we're talking about here in DFS, and also too. If you really want to look at the Steelers versus the Cardinals, they got ran over this past week. So you can go ahead and get some Najee in. He has like the biggest, he has the most 15 plus rushing gains as anybody in the league right now. Yeah, for all the crap he gets, he's not a bad player. Warren's not good. Hey, that would be a heck of a contrarian thing to play Warren and Najee. In the same line against the Commanders. I actually, the Cardinals. I actually kind yeah, of, Car- I, I love that, actually. I hadn't thought about that, but playing Warren and Najee, and Najee yeah. No one's going to do it. So, you want to do that and then pair it up with, you know, with the Dolphins or something like that? Sure. That would be, be something you could do, and you can be comfortable with in cash, I feel. Absolutely. Week 13 starts tomorrow night. We have the... Seahawks going into Dallas. Well, I have Dallas winning. Seahawks are nine-point dogs. Uh, I think Seahawks can cover that one, but Dallas is going to win the game, in okay. my opinion. I like it. Um, I think Dallas is is solid team, but you know, just it, it not at that elite level because of what we've seen in the past. Yeah. We have plenty of information that tells us otherwise. But that's the first game of the week. Should be a good one there. Plenty of good games. Eagles 49ers uh, tops off the week. America's game of the week. Um, Eagles just in the midst of a brutal stretch, but just chugging right along. Uh, gotta love Jalen Hurts. Good to be back, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad you're back. Hope everyone had happy Thanksgiving. We're on our way to Christmas. Should be a fun next month of football. For Buck, I am Ben. This has been the ESA.
with Buck and Ben.